Hey everybody, welcome back to the Millionaire Marriage. I am Taylor Kovar. I'm here with the man, Jeremy Gilliam, marriage family therapist. And I mentioned that specifically because this episode is help. My spouse is a flirt. And this is one I'm super excited about doing, right? I think this is a conversation that we have had numerous times, especially in younger marriages yep. where one of the spouse or both the spouses, or we just assume our spouse or we think our spouse is a flirt. And there are a million definitions to what a flirt is. Sure. And I think we could go through a hundred million examples as far as saying this, doing that, whatever. Jeremy, I want to hear from you. Right. What do you consider a flirt? Yeah. So I would say being a flirt, being overly flirtatious is when you are either knowingly or unknowingly doing things to attract member, a member of the opposite sex. So it could be looks you're giving. It could be phrases you say. It could be a simple like touch or a gesture that is designed to attract a member of the opposite sex. And so, and I say knowingly or unknowingly, and I use that loosely yeah, because I think, I think often people know what they're doing Now they may not care True. or they may say, Oh, well, this is not going to go anywhere. Right. Like I'm happily married, but it's okay to just, you know, you know, see if I still got game. Mm. Ugh, yeah. put that junk up, man. Uh, so that, that really, I would say, Knowingly or unknowingly doing something, whether it's a gesture, a look, words, that is attracting members of the opposite sex. I like that. I think, you know, I think a lot of it comes back to that attracting yeah. the opposite sex, right? We're using opposite sex, but I, we hear a lot, right? So I'm an I'm a extrovert by nature. I'm very friendly. Like, I tend to, I don't meet a stranger. I like to talk to people in the drive through line. Like, I, that's just who I am, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I like talking to strangers. And I have to make sure, you know, really watch myself to make sure it doesn't come across as an attraction yeah. or trying to get attention. Ah, I yes, like that. Yeah. attention. I like that. Thank I like you. That. Thank yeah, you. I yeah. like that. I'm not a marriage family therapist, but, but you know, I have a few, you, few you, things you, here and there. A- <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I think we hear a lot, like, you know, and I've heard couples, and we've talked about this with couples saying, you know, somebody gets call it a flirt. I'm like, no, I'm not a flirt. I'm just friendly. I'm friendly. <laughs> Bro, I'm just being friendly. Like that's not, I'm not being a flirt. What would you say, right? What would you say to that spouse or that guy? Right. And, and I've called out my friends, right? Because I think as men, we should call each other out sometimes Absolutely. and call each other floor that we have friendships like that. Like, sure. Bro, that was, um, mm, I, not cool. Yeah. Like not cool. So what was that about? And they're like, oh man, no, that's not it. I'm just, she's just a friend. She's just a friend or I'm just being friendly. I was just being nice to the person. Look, they were having a bad day. What, what, what is your response to that? Yeah. So I think context would probably determine a lot of my response, but if I got a buddy that's openly being flirtatious, oh no, no, I'm just being, I'm just being friendly. Well, that's too friendly. Like you've taken it a step far. Like we have, like we have people like a lady in here producing the show. I could say, Hey, you know, uh, you look nice today. Like that's a nice outfit or hey, you do something different with your hair. Or I could be like, Hey, that's a nice outfit. Like you're looking nice. That's going on. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like, I'm saying the same thing, but two completely different ways. Definitely. And so if you're saying, well, I'm, I can still be friendly and not be flirtatious. I can still be a kind person and not come across as I'm trying to seek attention from someone. And so I would say if that were if that were my frame, oh no, I'm just being friendly. Well, then you probably need to readjust what you think being friendly is. 
because what it looks like to everyone else. And I don't think you're, and this is, this is like where like the, ther- the therapeutic clinical side comes in. I don't think people are as oblivious, oblivious as they say they are. Oh no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just being friendly. No, 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 no. I'm just, okay. So, so you're telling me if you saw your wife do what you just did, you'd be okay with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd be totally cool with that. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Let's not even play games. You already know you wouldn't. So then we may need to adjust in what being friendly means. If being friendly means that you, you politely compliment someone. There are ways you can compliment someone and it not come across at all as flirtatious or, or attention seeking, but just, Hey, listen, you know, that's really nice. Or you did a great job with that. I appreciate it. Or whatever the case may be without becoming flirtatious and seeking attention. Yeah. And I think we see this a lot with young couples. Um, I mean, we see it a lot across the spectrum, but I think as a young couple, those first few years of marriage, you're still kind of learning how to be married. And maybe, so Megan and I dated like eight years before we got married. So like we'd been together for a long time, but a lot of people are out searching for a spouse, right? So they're used to flirting or, you know, seeking that attention whenever they can get it. And then they get married and it's hard to make that switch Mm -hmm. maybe, right? Or it's hard to justify or change that up. Um, And so I know like with us, we dealt some of this when we first got married of where we were somewhere, and I forget where we were or what it was, but I had I'd seen somebody from my high school, right? And it was several years out, and the girl comes up and gives me a hug, right? And, like, it's just a, just a hug. Like, I ain't seen you in a long time. Like, hey, it's, you know, a hug. And afterwards, Meg was like, you know, I didn't really like that. Like, I think we should talk maybe about that. Yeah. And and, and it was one of the things where, where we had a open communication at the time of saying, hey, like, frontal hugs, like, full frontal hugs is not something, like, if it makes me feel weird or you feel weird or is just perceived weird, maybe we shouldn't do that. Right. And so, you know, those were when we can, we'll talk about some of that kind of stuff that we get into this, but I think knowing, Hey, whether I, whether you think it's innocent or your spouse doesn't think it's vice versa, you don't think it's innocent or attention seeking. It's something to discuss. Yeah. Um, and I think calling out people saying, Hey, like, Hey bro, I know that maybe what you're used to doing. Yeah. And maybe that's just how you've always greeted that person. Things are different once that rings on the finger, right? Or sure. you're married, that piece of paper is on the wall. Things are different. And so differentiating between flirty and friendly yeah. is extremely important. Um, one, I don't want to give that sign off. I don't right. want anybody to ever think like, oh, I wonder what's up with Taylor and Megan. He seems really yeah. flirty yeah. You know, like, or really friendly. Um, yeah. And I have a, there's a, a guy that we both know that uses an example of... The guy is super friendly. I mean, just a very friendly guy. He's great. He meets a lot of strangers, but he's very friendly. But I've never, ever thought that he was flirty. Yeah. And it was, you know, looking back, Meg and I were talking about him um, getting prepared for this episode and some of the things he does and some of the stuff that we've talked about before um, of what makes him different than somebody else. And a lot of that had to do with what he's saying, how he is saying it. So just like you mentioned, you know, hey, that's a really nice dress first. That's a really nice dress you have on. It changes the meaning of things. And that, you know, things he was saying was always stuff he felt comfortable or we felt comfortable, right, of him saying whether his spouse was there or not. Yeah. And there was never any kind of um, gap there. Yeah. And so I go back to, I talk about the flinch a lot, right? If your spouse grabs your phone, you flinch. I think the same thing is, would you say that with your spouse sitting beside you? Yeah. Right? Would you say it with your pastor sitting beside you? Would you say that if Jesus was sitting beside you? Right, right, right. Somebody that may can read more into the situation, does that change that? Maybe? Right. Yeah. So also just kind of thinking through some of this, 
And you have people that'll say, well, this is just how I am. Like, this is just like, I'm just, this yeah. is this is who I am. And so let me say this. I understand that there are a lot of ways and reasons how people arrive at conclusions they they arrive at. I also know there are a lot of ways and reasons why people have tendencies in their personality that they may have, right? There's a lot of things that play into that. But I think people get into this, this like it's a, it's almost like a prison. Well, that's just how I am. It's just who I am. As if that's an excuse to say, well, because I'm just a quote unquote flirty person, then that's just, you just have to deal with it because it's, it's who I am. My dad was a flirt. My grandpa yeah, was a yeah. flirt. It's, it's been my blood. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll flip this and then we'll come back to, to being a flirt, but people that are just like really harsh or really brass. Yeah. So like the, the, like the old four personality. Now there's like a million different personalities, but the cleric, sanguine, melancholy, phlegmatic, the cleric is like the in your face. I'm, I'm just a cleric. It's just, it's just who I am. Wait. So at, are you trying to tell me you have no control over you? Because that's exactly what you just said when you said, well, that's just, this is who I am. You're just going to have to deal with it because it's yeah. who I am. As if we have no control over who we are, you absolutely have control over your personality, over your tendencies. Now, again, there may be a lot of reasons why you are the way that you are. And that and That's probably something you should dig into into with your therapist. But like to say that I'm just a flirtatious person, and it's just who I am. You are telling me in that one statement, you have no control over you. You lack self-control because just because you, that's who you are or that's what you feel or what you think, and you don't have the ability to stop doing that, you're just out of control. So with that said, we absolutely have control over our personality. Yeah. We have control over who and what we are. Now, it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that you have to take a good, strong look in the mirror and say, I'm probably making my spouse very uncomfortable. Or even if you don't think that, right? Maybe you're going, oh, well, this because it's who I am. You know, I don't know why you're so upset. It's just, you know, I'm not meaning anything by it. But if I'm making my spouse uncomfortable, then I need to say whether I feel something or not, I have enough respect for my spouse. I have enough respect Ooh. for myself Ooh, I like that. to say, you know what? I'm not going to be doing this. Yeah. I won't be behaving that way. If, if that means if you have a difficult time drawing the line between friendly and flirtatious, then stop altogether. I would, and this is going to sound really cold, but it's okay. I'm comfortable saying it. I really am. If I have to make people in the office think that I'm rude because I don't know where to draw the line. I'll do that until I can figure it out. Yes. Because my marriage and my spouse and what they think is happening is far more important than me just being overly friendly. And I'm not saying you have to be rude or, but if I have to be cold, I'll be cold if I have to be. Yeah. If, I, if, I, if I don't know where to draw the line, because at the end of the day, I do I have enough respect for myself and my, and my spouse to go, I, I don't, I don't even want I don't want Erica to ever think anything. And if she's had to make comments before your wife, your husband has, to, has had to make comments before, then you really do need to adjust it. Cause this may be a blind spot that you have. That's going to get you in trouble down the road. It is. And I love that having respect enough for yourself and your spouse. And I think we forget that a lot of sometimes you have to lose relationships. Yeah. 
right? Like there's, there are times in life I've been friends with people sometimes in my entire life. I was like, Hey, we go in different directions. There's been people and I, I relate this to jobs a lot where, you know, I've had close friends at every job I've ever worked at. And, and there's been guys that I would work 12 hour shifts with, and then we would get off work and go fishing for five hours. Like yeah. very close, spent hours and hours and hours and hours together. And then it seemed like a month after one of us had left that job, we ain't talked to these people in 10 years. Yeah. They're like, we just, well, you, you fade away. And sometimes those relationships and sometimes those things in life, we have to set those boundaries. Say, hey, even, even though I may not know where that boundary is, right? I don't know how to put that boundary in place. Maybe I just need to take a complete step back. Yeah. Sometimes that's a relationship, sometimes it's a job, sometimes it's promotion, Absolutely. sometimes it's this or that. Where, hey, if that makes my spouse uncomfortable or it makes maybe other people question my spouse, right? Maybe my spouse doesn't realize that it's a, it's a big red flag, but I have other people calling me to the floor. Hey man, like maybe I need to check myself. Yeah. And I liked how you said, you know, removing, I don't want to say removing yourself from the situation, but really you're okay saying, Hey, I'm okay being rude to that person. Not, not being rude. Right. Right. But being emotionally cold, emotionally cold to them yeah. because I, I don't want to nourish that. And Megan, and I've been really, uh, I say intentional about that for a long time in our marriage where we try to set that standard from the beginning. So for one of the things that we do, I go to conferences a lot and I, and I speak and I attend and all these other things. And a lot of times she's with me. A lot of times the kids are with us. You know, we make a trip out of it. Um, but there's a lot of other times where I'm by myself and I'm in a foreign city, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm by myself. And um, I make sure that from the very beginning, if I meet someone that that standard's really clear from the get-go. Yeah. Hey, like, hey, I'm Taylor Kovar, right? We talk for a second. And I am mentioning Meg and the kids really, really quickly, yeah. right? I mean, they are brought up very quickly. So this person knows, one, I'm married. I'm happily enough married that I'm talking about my spouse, right? Yeah. And then obviously because we build marriage resources and we create resources, I drop that in. So it's not yeah. even just a, it's not even just a, yeah. uh, hey, like I'm married. It's a, I am happily married and growing and working on my marriage, yeah. right? Or even like, hey, well, we attended a marriage conference not too long ago. Yeah. We learned some really, like it is some kind of drip as far as there is going to be a wall between me yep. and you that I don't want to, I don't even want to walk down that road. Yep. Because my spouse is that important to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And I've had employees um, and people in the in the past are like, hey, Taylor, you're a business owner. Man, uh, you know, uh, you guys are just crazy, right? Megan's, Megan's just jealous because, you know, that's why you have cameras up or that's why you don't ride with your spouse, ride with members of the opposite sex. I'm like, no, like, I respect her enough that I don't want her to, she didn't ask me to put cameras yeah. in. Megan's never asked me to put a camera in. She's never asked me, hey, I really just don't feel comfortable you riding around with so-and-so, like just y'all two, or I don't feel comfortable you just them going to lunch. Like she never asked me. I had enough respect enough to say, hey, would would I want her to do that? Right. Right. If, if the shoe was on the other foot. Yeah, absolutely. Is that what I would want her to do? Whether it is 110% innocent or not, those are things that you can't control when they walk down that road. Yeah. To me, it's an open door. Yeah. And I want to say this uh, it really, t- it's really fits in with what you're saying. And I've mentioned this a million times. If it's an issue for your spouse, it should be an issue to you. Yeah. With that said, there may be a lot of reasons why your spouse feels the way that they do. Mm. Okay. So let me say this, right? So maybe, maybe it, it may be you truly are not flirting and you're not even coming across as flirting, but your spouse has challenges and I'll, I'll use men, men obviously as a husband, and maybe it's your spouse who had a womanizing father and he saw what it did to their, to the relationship that her father and mother had. And so she's hyper aware of that. Now that may be something she should work out truly, but at the same time you're going to, okay, I, if you, you're going to look at your spouse and say, I know this is an issue for you, 
So what can I do to make sure you never have to wonder? Even though I'm, I truly am not that way. But if my spouse is saying, Hey, like this is an issue to me. Okay. That's fine. No factor. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not an issue because at the end of the day, like while I, I love the people I work with, I don't go home to them. Yeah. And like you said, uh, coworkers, people at church, even, even extended family, they come and go. But in 40 years in 30 years, when it's just me and her, I am building in now to last forever. Yes. And so now, now again, this is not to let somebody off to say, well, going back to that, just how I am type Mm -hmm. thing. But it is to say, if that's something my spouse needs to work out, they can get it worked out, but I'm not going to, while they're working out, maybe it's issues with trust challenges, things like that. Okay. That's not to give them a passing. They don't need to work on themselves. Not at all. But what it is to say is while they're working on that, I'm not going to give them a reason to wonder. It's good. Even, even if it, even if it means I have to go extra more than I normally would. Yeah. I think this is a really big issue that we tend to see a lot. And one that I've seen again with a lot of newlywed ministry that we do is, you know, we don't know how to separate that from being single to being married. And we don't know how to make those adjustments and we're afraid of hurting other people. Well, I've always been friends with them. Yeah. Me and her have always texted and she's always, she's been a great friend for a long time, right? And it's really hard to kind of separate those relationships. And uh, we see that a lot in the church. We see a lot in business. We talked about work spouses right yeah. before yeah. and uh, ministry spouses. But those old friendships, there's a familiarity there um, at times that, you know, you may not consider flirting because it's just, it's old friendships. But in reality, is leaving the door open for something more. Mm-hmm. And whether you intentionally are doing it or not, if it is a issue for your spouse or it can be perceived by the public, right? And you mentioned sure. a scripture. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't let your good be spoken evil of. Don't let your good be spoken evil of, right? Like, I love that because I don't want anybody to ever see me in public and be like, man, I wonder yeah. what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Right, And that, that can be easy. I don't say easy, but as you work and you go to lunch with your coworkers or you're in yeah. business and you're at different events and things, you know, making sure that, you are keeping that public perception the way it needs to be. We work, I work with a bunch of young females. I don't, it'd be very easy for me to have a very negative connotation in the public if I didn't put safeguards there. Sure. Make sure my, my reputation, my family's reputation is, sure. is protected. And so making sure just from the get go, what are you doing to make sure that you are not coming across as a flirt? Yeah. Right. What are you doing with your spouse to make sure one, you're not trying to run them in the ground, right? Where you're, you're, you're protecting their relationship. Hold on, I'm so sorry. Jump in. I saw the light bulb go. Let me tag in right there. Hop in. So first, first, if you are, and they may go hand in hand, if you are running your spouse into the ground to your coworkers, you are wrong. I'm gonna say that again, and I'll say it even stronger. If you are talking negatively about your spouse with a coworker, you are wrong. It's not appropriate. You should be talking to your spouse about the issues you're having. Now, if you guys can't resolve the issues you're having, go see a therapist, go talk to your pastor. But the worst thing you could do, because what's going to happen is it's going to be so comfortable talking negative about your spouse. Okay, well, things aren't going good at home, so let me engage in a relationship that makes me feel good. So it when it comes to the public's perception of your spouse, not that you want to be fake, but at the end of the day, I want everyone to know I love EG. 
I call my wife EG sometimes. Aww. I love Erica. Yeah. Like, and that's the perception I want everyone to have. Definitely. Do we have difficult days? Yeah. Do we have, um, what do you call them? Learning, learning opportunities. Learning opportunities. <laughs> yeah. learning do we have learning yes. opportunities? Yes. Yeah. Do we, do we argue and bicker at times? Yes. But at the end of the day, I love that girl. And so I'm not going to be running her down to people and just like, I don't think she does. I've never heard her run, run me down to people and I'm not going to leave the door open if that relationship's not going good because what can happen, right? Especially, especially if you're running down your spouse, member of the opposite sex at work, then that just leaves it. Oh, well, yeah, I understand. And oh, I know that sounds so tough. And, and then before too long, you're sharing intimate details that should have never have been shared. I like that. And I like, you know, so that second Corinthians two eleven says, you know, in order that Satan might, might not outwit us for we are not unaware of his schemes. Like yeah. we don't know, right? We don't know what's going on. We don't, we don't know what's all happening. And so making sure that we are keeping our spouse, I don't say on the pedestal, but really like on the pedestal, like I want everybody to know I love Megan Kovar. Yeah. Like she is, I, my kids know I call her my gift from God, right? Yeah. All the time. Like that was my gift from God today because I want my kids. I want the public. I want the people that I work with. I want the people that I meet to all know, Hey, I am, I'm married and I'm happily married yeah. and this is a priority and that, that there is a clear line between I am being friendly and being a decent human being yeah. and trying to get attention yeah. or trying to get attraction. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to something you said at the very beginning is first I am acting in a way, regardless if I say or not, I'm happily married. And this is the difference between, I think, young. So I'm talking about like what you were saying at the beginning, like younger couples, they may have just gotten married. They're trying to find that, okay, like I, w- I was flirtatious, but now I don't need to be. But I don't ever have to say I'm happily married. Oh, yeah. I don't have to say I'm so in love, right? My actions are going to speak so much louder than any words I could say yes. about my love for my spouse and not being a flir- flirtatious person. Like me not me not even giving that persona off is going to let everyone around me know that dude's taken. Like I mentioned before, I don't wear a wedding ring, but that doesn't mean I'm like available. But my actions are speaking louder than anything I could do or say to let people know that I'm married. I'm behaving in a way that illustrates and indicates this dude's taken. So. What are, what are some of those behaviors, right? Some people, may, some people may not know. They may not know how can I behave? How can I yeah. make sure that my actions are speaking louder than the words that I have? How do I make sure that my words aren't misconstrued? What, what are some of those, yeah, those well, ways? So I, you've mentioned several, right? Yeah. Not writing alone, um, things like that. But like, so those are some like good behavioral things. But then also like if I'm meeting someone, like if I'm going to shake your, like if I'm shaking the hand of, of a, like a, a, a female, like if I'm going to meet you, like I'm not going to sit here and just gaze into your eyes. That could be perceived as as flirtatious. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm not going to, and this is just, it's so funny. And I'm going to say it. So people are going to pick up on it. Like when it comes to like younger women, like most time I won't even shake their hand. Like I'll high five them or fist bump or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, it's hey, once hey, cool, thanks. Yeah, you know, glad you're here. Boom. Yeah. Uh, and it's even it's even less intimate than a handshake. I like to think about that. So I mean, I'm a m- middle thirties guy, right? I tend to think about uh, if I was a high school softball coach, 
Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And, and I yeah. have friends that yeah. are absolutely. Yeah. And, and they use, you know, those ext- extendable pencils, basically those little things. And they're like, no, you move your elbow there. Right. So they don't touch you. Like yeah. it's, it's never conceived or perceived yep. that, you know, they're holding and helping make sure the swing is right. Like, no, it's yep. all via a yardstick or something like, no, you need to move your hands there. Yep. And they're keeping that distance. Cause physical touch has like, has a lot of connotations to it. Yeah. Uh, and this is really funny because I am, me and Eric are so different on this. Like I am a very lovey, feely person. Um, but when it comes to members of the opposite sex, if you're not like 30 years older than me, I won't even give you a side hug. Yeah. Or, or let's say that, but like really, really close friends, obviously it's, I yeah. mean, but like just random, like coworkers, whatever, like, no, no like, mm-hmm. like high five fist bump, uh, you know, cool. Let's, let's roll. I'm trying to be very intentional to my actions are speaking whether or not I have any external indication that I'm, I'm taken. Yeah. Um, so it's things like that. Um, I won't again, like no, like lingering eye gazes or, you know, lingering handshakes or um, back rubs or, or the, the arm, like the, the arm rub or yeah. like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that sounds like, Oh, that's obvious, but some people that may not be so obvious. Yeah, and I've heard people say, "Well, I'm yeah, you know, I'm being friendly, right? I'm That's, being that is not friendly. That's not like if you read any book over yeah. how to pick up a girl or how a girl to pick up a guy, it always includes the lingering gazes, yeah. making an excuse to touch them, right? right? Lower right. back, right. arm, ear, like it doesn't matter. Like right. touching, um, and so I think that's a those are really important. And and Jeremy, this is a something that was brought up by our yeah. team, and I want to hear your opinion. I think I, I think I know your opinion, but I want to hear it. I think our listeners need to hear it, right? Yeah. We get the, well, there's a difference between me, like, re, you know, respecting my spouse or my spouse, you know, respecting these boundaries versus like I'm being controlling or they're being controlling. Um, you know, I'm under their thumb and I've been accused of this. Megan's been accused of this. Like, man, sounds like you guys have a lot of safeguards in your marriage. Like, something's jacked up. <laughs> like, because we share a social media account, yeah. we're, the, we're the ones that are jacked up. Like, we're the same. T- like, we do these as preventative measures yeah. in our marriage. And so I would love, you're the marriage family therapist, yeah. right? Hey, I, you know, how would you talk about that? Yeah. So that's so funny. People are so goofy. Yeah. Like me and my wife, we share a social media account because you saw us do it first. I know. Yeah. yeah you know, funny. we're just trying to be like, the co- <laughs> keeping up with the Kovars. That's, that's the new saying now. Um, yeah. So the whole idea, I'm trying to be respectful of my spouse or I'm being controlled by myself. Well, there's a, a, a world of difference between the two. Yeah. Um, being respectful is a collaborative alliance. So, right, uh, you mentioned you have cameras. Okay, well, whether or not Megan asks you to do that, we can we can still talk about it. Like, hey, these are safeguards like we are going to put in place. Mm-hmm. And maybe your spouse says, hey, well, this makes me uncomfortable. Okay, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, but let's talk about it. Because I, I respect what you, you think and what you feel. This doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it's making you uncomfortable. So, like, let's work through this. That's having respect for your spouse. Now, if you, on the other hand, and you are, you're listening to this and you know, you're a control freak first, may want to figure out why you're a control freak. Uh, but secondly, learn to be collaborative with your spouse. You may get the same thing, right? You, at the end of the day, you still may get the shared social media account, but how you go about it is complete. It's not being manipulative. It is truly being collaborative and saying, because I respect my spouse, even though I'm the control and I'm not a control freak, but yeah. that's you. I'm the control freak. Let me respect 
them as a human being and get their thoughts in the matter as well. And then again, collaborate, dialogue about it, and then come to a resolution where both people are saying, you know, I can agree with that. I can get on board with that. And where there is, if, if there is room for compromise, and I say if there is, because there are some situations, there's just not room for compromise. If there's room for compromise, then compromise with one another. But if you're, and this is another thing. If you're one of those, if you're a guy or a girl and you're like, I feel like I'm being controlled by my spouse, talk to him about it. The chances are you've never told them that. Like, Hey, I, yeah. I kind of I feel like you're, you're, you're controlling me while I don't mind some of this. Like I really, we need to work through this. And I think that's a great plug for, and I'm not always a big fan of putting a third party in your marriage, but I, yeah. sometimes it, it, you know, there are professionals such yeah, as yourself sure. right, and others um, where we can come in or really that trusted mentor, the yeah, older trusted absolutely. mentor couple that you can come yep. and say, Hey, listen, like I, I feel like I'm being controlled. He doesn't feel like he's controlling me or vice versa. Yep, right. Yep, yep. Bring some outside of yeah. our marriage. Can you help us sort this yep. out? Right. Is this quote unquote overboard or is it not yeah. enough or is it this or that? Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a great mediator, a great mentor, a great mental health professional can help yep. provide that guidance and say, you don't have to fight it out. Right. Like yep. I think so often we're like, Oh no, like it's just me and Megan. We've got to fight this out. And even though she sees one way, I yeah. see the other way. Like there are other ways to go yeah. about solving this problem. Real quick. One thing on just, and we may need to do an episode on this. So I'll, I'll be quick about it. How to select a mentor, how to select a mentor. Oh, couple. Yeah. So let me just tag in and then maybe we can do an episode on this later. Do not select a mentor that one of you is closer to than the other. It's good. Cause what's going to happen. What, the potential can happen. And I've seen that I guess I've seen this happen too many times. I worked with one couple one time between the oceans, between Canada and Mexico, somewhere in the continental United States, um, that they had a mentor that this one spouse was very close to. And the other spouse felt ostracized the entire time. Felt like they were always against them. And so here's what I would say, find a neutral third party you know, an older couple in your church, if you're, you know, you're seeking a mentor, an older couple in your church that neither of you are close to, but appear to have a great marriage somewhere where somebody can remain somewhat neutral to help give you both open and honest feedback. Cause that's really what you need. So if you're, if you are seeking a mentor, you don't want someone that's going, Oh, you're just perfect. And like, no, like, like we need help. Yeah. So that's just a couple guidelines. I like that. It's good. Yeah. All right, so if you have other tips and ideas about how to overcome your spouse being a flirt or you being a flirt or you've had a great resource out there, shoot it to us. We'd love to share it with our listeners. Um, Again, follow us on social media, reach out to us, share it with a friend, and we will see you next time.